Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back. Uh, thank you all for hanging with us last week. Um, we got some really good feedback from some listeners, and they seem to really appreciate us uh being open and honest and vulnerable um even though we didn't have a guest so thank you for that um but we are back to our regularly scheduled programming this week by the way this is pretend worlds real people i'm stephanie i'm tyler and this is your uh backstage pass to all things that happen in the theater and film worlds um (laughs) essentially an exclusive first look yeah at the lives like that yes of those who work (laughs) in this industry um and uh yeah today we have an amazing guest somebody that i've been meaning to have on the show for a while now Uh, we actually met through the same acting class uh one of the coolest guys i've ever met huge bond fan as we'll get into at some point soon and huge mandalorian fan Uh oh very much so (laughs) the spoilers you guys (laughs) it just happened oh it's fine it's been more than 12 hours i think we're safe uh we have my friend rob white what's up buddy hi Hi, everybody what's going on so by the way uh, uh i just saw that yahoo already posted something about the last mandalorian episode so i feel like if we say something i'm sorry but forget you yahoo yeah you. that's yeah. wow that's impressive yeah. it's, it's it's a shortened time frame for star wars fans you yeah. watch it from friday to saturday after sunday it's all spoilers literally yeah exactly I'm going to miss waking up Friday mornings and seeing Tyler on the couch all bundled up watching a new episode of The Mandalorian because it was like, he he called it his Saturday morning cartoon. Like he he was up before me, which never happens any other day of the week, but he'd be like, because he didn't want to miss anything or get spoiled. Uh, it was really cute. Devoted. <laughs> uh, I, I, will, I will say this aspect right now. I have never screamed more since I was a six-year-old child playing with Star Wars toys than I had. Yeah, and, and, and mind you, I'm the dude who ended up when Force Awakens came out, bought five tickets and watched it five times in the theater. Uh, yeah, yes. um, I will <laughs> ask, without trying to spoil, was the actor actually... Did he actually portray himself and then they did some CGI-ish oh. stuff or was it somebody So, else? So without, without saying this person's name, let's just call him Steve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Steve, Steve in general, um, this is the best timeline for Steve to pop up. Yes. And, and, and it fit, it fit in two, two ways. If you're going to follow Clone Wars, cause I, I'm just going to say another character because I don't feel like this actually involves that person whatsoever. Right. Um, uh, Rebels, there's a character named Ezra Bridger. It was either going to be him or Steve. And those two people that were going to be popping up on that aspect were the two, and I was going to flip out either way. Yeah. But but my question was, <laughs> was Steve played by the original actor? Yes. And then they yes. just, and yes. they made, that's, yes. that's yeah. what's awesome about yeah. it. Yes. Um, that, that's what made it. That's what's really, okay, that's yeah. what I wasn't sure about because obviously there's a time difference gap in terms of when things were filmed. And so I was just curious how they made a huge time. To, like, four, yeah, four, yeah. Uh, I can't see anymore. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 how old is Steve now? Steve but is I will very, also very old. say I saw a post of what he put on Twitter and it was pretty genius. Oh. He, he made a nice little comment. Yeah. 
that um, that, that was, was perfect. Perfect. I, I feel like we're giving Goy Steve who, who Steve is. That's but, all right. Uh, at this point, if you don't know who Steve is, oh well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Anyways, it's, I I will say my six year old heart was excited and happy yeah, and all of the above. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so huge, yeah. huge Bond fan, huge Star Wars fan. Rob, tell tell everybody at at home or in their car or, <laughs> or on a plane, wherever they're listening to this, yep. what like. What do you do within the, the arts industry? Because you are a man of many talents and many occupations. So I, I hold about three main hats nice. that I like to, I like to consider. Um, my first main hat in love is acting. Anything to do with acting in general, tele- television, film um, is like my, my love factor. It's like an addiction section uh, as in the fact of like, once you do it, you have to just keep going because it's just, it's just something that I felt drove me to so many different things. Um, my second hat is puppeteering um, and uh, basically uh, robotic puppets to full body puppets to hand puppets. Um, my third main hat is a MC DJ. Um, and those are like my three sections. I'm going to get more in detail of those three spots, but those are the main three hats that I hold right. um, in my entertainment career. And then uh, how I met uh, our lovely host here um, was through Victoria Atkins class, which is fantastic. I wanted to get more voiceover. Things were going to go kind of south for uh, uh, through COVID world. So it's kind of like, you know, you got to gotta do these kind of things like what we're doing now, you know? Um, because guess what? People need entertainment even stuck inside. So we need to keep that kind of going. Um, uh, at the moment of, of time for work right now, I'm working on a show called Athena. I can't really say what the actual name of it is. Uh, but, uh, but I'm, I'm doing, uh, a, um, health and safety officer position. So I'm making sure that people are being safe at a workplace. Cool. Um, so that's like my job at the moment of time, uh, that I'm working on. Um, but to uh, flip-flop that going back, um, to start out my section of career, I, uh, I was about 19 years old. I lived in uh, northern Michigan. I took off, and I like to say I moved away with a circus. Um, <laughs> I, I took a Disney college program, stayed in Orlando for about 12 years. In that time period, um, I was, my first off, my college program, I started off um, I was a custodian worker. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Had not a clue. Figured it, I'd go for school to get a, uh, a teaching degree. And a friend of mine goes, "Hey, I'll get you down to Disney World for like six months." I'm like, "Great, it's cold here. I don't want to be here." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Great, signed up, checked done. I'm I'm out of here." So I end up going to Disney World. I'm there for like six months, and I go, "Oh my gosh, this place is warm. It's hot. I don't have to be in the snow. I'm so excited for this." Oh my gosh, there's entertainment things. I am so stimulated. And my gosh, they have a turkey leg. What is this thing? It's fantastic. <laughs> um, so I stayed there for a bit and I started, my, my job position was in a Pirates of the Caribbean area. So I was cleaning up Pirates of the Caribbean area. I loved the movie Pirates Johnny Depp. It was my favorite thing. Uh, I'd watch, they had shows there daily. So they would do six shows a day, whatnot. Well, I gained the courage one day to go up and talk to one of the guys who uh, was playing Jack Sparrow at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, how do you do that? And basically I walked up to him and I said, how do you get a job doing something like this? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, what? Okay. So he goes, 
he literally full Jack Sparrow makeup, blah, 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 sat me down, talked to me for 30 minutes, and then went back to do his show. Wow. That's awesome. Whoa. People don't do that very yeah, often. No. no. That's, that's once in every 20 people. Once in every 20 people. And especially that that right there was in Florida, where it's also 90 degrees out, and you got full-on makeup on. Yeah. That's that great. guy was the same. Yeah. Now, mind you, fast forward in life now, his name is Jesse Lenore. Uh, Jesse is, uh, was on Project Runway. Okay. Uh, he just finished okay. up Hollywood, uh, TV, the Hollywood TV little, uh, premiere series. Oh, cool. Um, okay. this is also 12 years ago. Right. I, I, Jesse Lenore was my turning point into what I wanted to do. That was 12 years ago. That's awesome. Did you so, have any, uh, like aspirations before, before that? I mean, outside of just- No, because I had no, not a- not a clue what I wanted to do. I loved watching movies as a kid. And, and like my sister was actually uh, writing to be a uh, uh, writer in uh, mm-hmm. Florida State. She had a full, full scholarship. She moved to California and was doing her thing, you know, trying to become a writer. She's still doing that uh, ups to her because I'm going to boost her anyways. Uh, she just sold a uh, script to National Lampoon's called My Cl- Clones and A-Hole. I don't what? know what they're going to do with it. So oh ups to her. She's That's been awesome. doing shit for a while. Yeah. So like, side note, um, so going flip, flip-flopping back a little bit, I then ended up trying to audition for Jack Sparrow. Never got the Jack Sparrow job. However, it ended up auditioning for their character department. I ended up becoming a costume character. It was my first job ever. I was Tigger at Disney World. Yes! Oh my That's God! So, so I was Tigger for at Disney World. It was my first entertainment job ever. Um, I then ended up starting to go, oh, well, they had workshops at, mm-hmm. at Disney World. So they had... Uh, essentially, um, at the time, we ended up uh, uh, having a puppeteer workshops because I can't dance. Mm-hmm. I was tall enough for the costumes, but they wanted people to dance down the street because they have parades and stuff. Right. So I was never really good at the dancing part. Well, one time they had a workshop for stormtroopers. I'm a nerd in, yeah. <laughs> in, in Michigan, cold, frozen. I've watched Empire Strikes Back when I was a kid so many times they broke the VHS tape from the rental store. Yeah. Like, yeah. like so bad that my mom ended up buying me, like, my own set. So she had to stop renting the one from yep. the store because she had to replace it. So she's probably bought, like, four or five different, you know, VHSs at this point in my life. So I go, they're stormtroopers. I have to go do that. Mm-hmm. I ran around, and mind you, I don't know if you've seen Stormtroopers, the original versions, obviously you guys have, yeah. um, but yeah. the plastic on those will break you. <laughs> they Seriously? pinch so hard oh, that sorry. it literally will cut the back of your legs. Yeah. So I was like, I just, I just, I was like fighting through it. So like, imagine like pieces of plastic just pinching you, pinching you, pinching you. You have to fit them just right. And I'm not going to lie. I did squats and stuff when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. in high school, I played mm-hmm. basketball. So like it doesn't fit just right on mm-hmm. me, right? <laughs> but I fought it and I went through it. I made it through and they were like, dude, that's great. That's great. Uh, and I started talking to this guy. His, um, uh, his name was Philip. He was actually one of the, the, um, the main guys at Disney World. And I, oh shoot, I think I turned my light off. Hold on a second. Um, and, and he, uh, he basically, he got me on um, uh, for uh, Star Wars Weekend. They did it at Disney World, and they did them uh, yearly. And basically what ended up happening was they didn't put me in a stormtrooper. I started talking to him. He was like, oh, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Star Wars is just being an uh, excited individual in the entertainment area. I actually generally liked it. 
they called me and they said, hey, we need you to get into a fitting. Great. Awesome. What are we doing? Because you're going in for a fitting. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay, cool. Oh, the next thing I get a phone call from Talent Booking and Talent from Disney World, and they say, uh, so, Rob, you're in it. You're, you're Boba Fett fitting on the 23rd yes. of blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. And I fucking dropped my phone. Sorry if I cussed on your no, thing. I'm no, okay, sorry. cuss away. But I was, I was so excited. Yeah. So excited to the fact that I dropped my phone, picked it back up, and I said, whoa, what are you doing? Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like, what? <laughs> I ended up being the media Boba Fett for Disney World for five years. Wow. That was, that was, my, that was my job at Disney World was that. Mind you, in the meantime, uh, and to make ends meet because I was seasonal, not making a whole lot of money, I was working at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. So I was, they gave me a dancing job at Universal Studios, which was very odd. <laughs> Disney World wouldn't let me dance, but for some reason I got to dance at Universal Studios. <laughs> so I was kind of working back and forth between both. And then uh, in that meantime, I was doing Star Wars, Week- Star Wars Weekends events. They had more workshops. So I started going to more workshops, I was doing Star Wars events, etc. I then auditioned for uh, the Lion King show. I ended up getting the Lion King show. That was my first actual show ever that I ever did. Oh, nice. Like show, show. Yeah. So I ended up learning uh, four tracks that you can learn on the Lion King show. It's Festival Lion King show. It's in Orlando, Florida. Um, that was some of the best years of my life. There's 100 people at that stage. Everything from fire tossers to, to um, tumblers to 100 different dancers to people. Like, and they're all from all over the place. No one's from Orlando. It's just, right. just is what it is. Uh, but I became one of the puppeteers there. And then I auditioned for another thing. And I ended up doing Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which is a black light number, whereas Little Mermaid, dancing around, et cetera. I, I saw that one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been around for like 25 years. Yeah. So if you've been, <laughs> yeah, if you've been down to the park, familiar. you've probably seen it. Yeah. Um, that, one, that one felt like you were being in a black hole the entire time. Because yeah. literally it's, it's 17 minutes long and it's all in the dark for the most part. Right. Oh, no way. Yeah, That's so crazy. Lion King was fun because you were in full body puppets doing singing along with In the Circle. Right. And, like, that was phenomenal. It was one of the best experiences of my life. So four days a week, I was at Lion King. And then on the weekends, I would be doing Star Wars weekends. So I was working seven days a week on certain parts of the year. Whoa. So all of that was going on. Mind you, flip-flopping to Universal again, I was still doing that show, and then Horror Nights came around. So I was working Horror Nights and scaring people throughout the year, and yes. etc. <laughs> so from, like, my... I'm, I'm going to age myself. I don't care. I'm, I'm 33 right now. From the age 20 to 25, that was my life. Wow. So I was, like, little kid in a candy store. Why would I want to go back to being cold and blow when I'm Boba Fett half the <laughs> right, time? Yeah. Right, Shiba and, and yeah. playing stuff. Yeah. So... <laughs> So go, going about things like that, that was kind of kind of my jam. How I got into that stuff, and then what ended up happening was during one night during a um, a uh, uh, doing my Boba Fett events for whatnot, we had R two D two, which was one of the robots at mm-hmm. uh, at the events. Uh, the creator of that one was not a Disney worker. Um, I ended up uh, chatting with him at a bar because we had after parties and whatnot. I hung out with him for a little while and we just started chatting and he was like, Hey, here's my card. Come to my office on, on a certain time. I was like, all right, this dude's got R2-D2. I'm from nowhere, Michigan. I right. can less. It <laughs> yeah. like a great idea. I go there. He's got R2-D2, a talking trash can and like uh, this like fire hydrant that shoots a squirt gun out like 
60 six feet and i'm like what is this who is this guy now come to find out he's got a five-day contract doing a talking trash can in tomorrowland and i'm like what is this thing i must do it i've seen it it's hilarious i have no idea how to do it other than auditioning so if you've ever been to walt disney world there's a there used to be a talking trash can that oh, yeah. made fun of kids and adults yeah yep. <laughs> so he was the guy who owned it that's awesome he he and my Lion King job was five days a week. So I would do Lion King and then I'd finish at five o'clock. He did all the Imagineering. So he was an Imagineer, a side Disney Imagineer. Wow. He helped, he helped, he helped open up Hollywood studios at the time, uh, which used to be called MGM yeah. uh, in, in 95. That's how he got into doing what he was doing. So he basically sold and um, reprinted like different forms that Disney couldn't make or afford. So like, if you get some of these like side, um, I don't know how I say it. Like, uh, if you go to the park and there's like items that are very like expensive or whatnot, that sure. you're going, oh, that's cool. They outsource a lot of that stuff. Okay. Because it's not in house, so that's kind of yeah. how he ended up getting his trail out. But um, he had the robot contract, so I would work my puppeteering job on top of doing the uh, uh, going and helping him in in his offices. Where in the offices. If you've been to Orlando and you've been to Epcot Park, we re- we helped redo the uh, Figment attraction. Mm-hmm. So I was in in my 20s was in there helping redo the Figment attraction. And then if you ever been to Jungle Cruise, they used to have remote control boats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We redid the entire boat sections that were the remote control boats. So I'd come literally bend rebarb for like hours. Wow. Just get these remote control boats and get them to float. So like again, that that's going on my track of going. Okay, I'm puppeteering. I'm doing the act right. like the entertainment acting thing yeah and i kept auditioning for different parts and whatnot like i always wanted to do jack sparrow never happened but it felt like a blessing in disguise he then goes hey i know you're trying to do this i want you to audition for my my talking trash can and i'm like this is what i've been working for forever anyway yeah (laughs) this is what i wanted to do like yeah oh my gosh what is this thing this is amazing i ended up auditioning for it come to find out I was one of 19 guys in 20 years that ended up driving the talking trash can at Walt Disney World. Wow. Holy crap. So, yeah. So <laughs> that, that is a the full on thing. He had it for 19 years inside the park. If you look him up, his name is push a talking trash can. It was one of my favorite jobs. <laughs> I literally would, it, I would do that thing for free if I had an opportunity to do it again. So, so can you clarify were you the one making the insults or were you kind of like the chauffeur for this robot that had already all the been... above mm-hmm. all the above let me put it this way so yeah. so it, it, so my job was to dress like a tourist right drive a trash can around that could play 30 30 different songs so anything from cha-cha slide to the imperial death march mm-hmm. in tomorrowland to make fun of kids and adults That's amazing. <laughs> it was a it was a trash can and he his the whole thing was that he was three years old and he was able to go through his little trash can and and talk to kids and adults and make sure that they were having a good time but in a nice way mm-hmm. <laughs> um half my day was going to go over to kids and being like hey you want to jump put this ice cream cone that's six dollars in my mouth and mm-hmm. then burping like that's what it was <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> That sounds like a perfect job for you. It was it was the best. <laughs> it was literally the best job. Um, but as we know how entertainment jobs go, sometimes contracts leave. And, mm-hmm. and I ended up having to leave because of contract disputes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the period of time with that, um, during the Star Wars Weekends events, I ended up uh, being able to drive two droids. 
so I ended up driving uh, R2D2 and um, and one called R2MK in that period of time. Oh yeah. Uh, R2MK. I'll send you guys a photo if you guys want to see it later. Sure. Um, he is a he is Mickey Mouse's R2. Oh, that's they fun. Made, they they made a little toy and they said they came to the office and they said we want this being made. Mm-hmm. He's red and white and yellow and black and he's the cleanest little thing. Um, <laughs> So I drove him and I drove R2-D2 for, uh, for Disney parks for about two years, at least during that time period of those contracts. So fast forward, contracts are over, no job, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like whatever. So mind you, the time period I was doing push, my trainer was a professional DJ mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, uh, I don't need to teach you how to talk on a microphone. I just need to teach you how to mix. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Come to my house. We'll figure it out. I figured it out. Awesome. You're going to go audition. I did everything I needed to to train. Got the stuff done because it's all preparing, uh, preparing, preparation, attacking, going. Mm-hmm. Ended up doing that. Killed it. I've been a professional uh DJ for six years with the Walt Disney Company, Progressive Insurance, Fox Entertainment. What? Yes. Um, so you don't do weddings, is what you're saying. <laughs> I, 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 I've done I've done maybe three weddings in the time periods that I've done those. Yeah. And they've been Disney weddings, and every single time I think I'm losing hair from it. Yeah. Because at a hundred thousand dollars a wedding, you don't want to be that bridezilla. Right. No, I, I'm I'm not getting by that bridezilla. Yep. No. Yep. Um. So, and I ended up doing that, and basically I was DJing full time, and then uh, my side job is a is a uh, professional tour guide. Okay. So I was a professional tour guide around Greater Orlando area, and then I was DJing for Walt Disney Company. That's what I ended up doing after leaving Lion King and doing R2 and blah blah blah. So. One day I ended up going with this cockamamie idea that I wanted to pursue more acting, which is exactly what I wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. So I know all this random stuff because you can't say no, but I want to do more acting. Yep. So Atlanta started booming and I went, you know what? I'm going to just try to go up to Atlanta and figure this out. So I literally had my agent in, uh, uh, in Orlando ended up because I was doing commercials and whatnot. Cause there's a ton of little non-union commercials around oh, here. Yeah. Um, so then uh, I ended up uh, trying to send some stuff up to Atlanta. <clears throat> I ended up booking an agent. Um, I was doing fairly well, not really booking anything, kind of getting a little frustrated as we always kind of do mm-hmm. for ourselves and beat each other up a little bit. Uh, I booked a show on uh, Discovery ID. I was the murderous bartender um, on a Discovery ID show. Uh, it was probably one of the funnest things I ever did because I always think villains are way more intricate and they're way more fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> So, mind you, coming from very happy Disney World to becoming a, a, a murderous bartender uh, in a 45-minute reenactment show was just, just my kind of jam, Amazing. man. It was fun. Amazing. Um, and then in the middle of that in-between time, uh, I ended up, um, uh, from my agent that was there and a couple other workshops that I was doing in Atlanta, uh, I ended up meeting somehow the casting director for Walking Dead that ended up putting out all the extras and whatnot. Oh, and I was awesome. like, you know what? If I'm bored, I'm going to try to do something yeah. and at least get on a set. Like Why not? Any type, yeah, any type of education on a set. Like, I feel like if you're a camera crew or anything like that, 
go get that degree. But if you're trying to do some type of acting or anything like that, the best education you can have is just be on a set. Mm -hmm. Set education is the best type of education. Mm -hmm. Granted, theater and training is always the best, but still being on set, you'll still learn a lot. Yeah. So I was like, you know, Walking Dead was popping off and I was like, you know, I just want to see what I can do. I started just emailing, 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 whatever. I ended up then getting an email back and they were like, hey, we have something for you. You got to come up here for a three hour uh, thing with Greg Nicotero. I'm like, great, whatever. I was like, great, I'm on the next train, whatever. I can send you these photos and clips too if you want to see them. Oh, for sure. So I said, great, I'm going to do that. So I ended up doing that. Um, mind you, all my horror night stuff that I've been doing in Orlando was all blood and guts and all this random stuff like throughout the years of like random different characters. So I'm like, awesome, great. I've had latex on. Pre that Universal Studios Orlando, I had five year contract doing the Grinch's Soul Christmas. So I have had multiple <laughs> amounts of face prosthetics on yeah. my face. And it kind of talks like this most of the time. So you basically have to get it going because the Grinch is kind of annoying because people like to talk to him. <laughs> so, Max, give me my cloak. <laughs> um, so ended up having a lot of makeup on my face. Ended up going to do Walking Dead. Um, I was one of two featured extras on the show. I ended up getting shot in the head by the Beth character. Nice. That was a um, so again, you can't really figure out to me, Whoa. but it's fun because you go, Oh, those are fun times you learn on set. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly when I realized that actors get treated better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think but Stephanie just, can attest to that for sure. Yeah. What, 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 what happened there? Tell me, tell me, tell me. What's oh, no, that? I'm a, uh, so Tyler's the, the film TV portion of this podcast. I'm the theater portion and I'm a stage manager. So yes. Actors do get treated best. I know. I'm one they, of the ones do. that have to treat them best. <laughs> and, and, and this is also coming for somebody who works production here every yeah. once in a while, yeah. too. I know. Yeah. I totally get it. Yep. My, my reason why I say that is because I had to fall on my knees over 50 times in Atlanta hot sun. And a um, uh, girl who played Beth, her name is fleeting me, but she's a lovely individual. Mm. Um. She, uh, she, they, we had to fall on our face, basically. It's hot tar in Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know if you know what that does, but it heats up and comes rubbery and you burn your face. Yeah. Oh, no. They put ice bags down when she fell all the way around so it would be frozen ground. What? The rest of us had to fall on cardboard pieces and my leg got burnt through my actual jeans. Wow. It was that that's when I realized, oh, yeah, actors get paid way better. <laughs> yeah. they're getting told. So that's exactly the job I want to be. Again, set knowledge, the end. Um, so, yeah, so I started doing that stuff. I was in Orlando. I got really burnt out. I was doing a lot of DJ gigs, and I still love doing them. They were still one of my favorite things, too, but I got burnt out. Yeah. So I thought, my sister lives in L.A. I'm going to go for a visit. I'm just going to go. Atlanta's not really my style. Like, there's some really good places there. I like the food. Uh, there's a lot of hiking. But I was like, I feel like LA is more my jam. I feel like I can, I can dig this. So I ended up going out and I ended up uh, moving to LA. I've technically now been in LA for about uh, four years now. Um, 
trying the acting thing. I booked a, I booked a handful of shorts that ended up getting me into my uh, SAG E. Um, yeah, so yeah. I I became SAG E, and I thought I'm not going to pay for the SAG fully. You know, three grand. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like it's the pursuit of it. But if you're not, if non-union is going to pay you, do that. You know what I'm saying? So I started doing that. Um, and anyways, I, 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 you know, LA can kind of be like this really nice person and then she'll curb stomp you. Um, it kind of got to the point to where I was like, I don't really want to be here. I'm not doing, this isn't my jam. Like I miss Florida. Um, and then the craziest (laughs) thing happened. I've never heard anybody who lived in Florida say I miss Florida. (laughs) Well, well, here's the thing: is I like really warm weather because I was frozen as a child, right? And most most of my buds are here, so it's like moving to a huge city, not knowing a whole bunch of people at the time. Um, I ended up uh, going to a bunch more classes. Ended up meeting my girlfriend um, in Groundlings. I went to Groundlings. Oh, um, yeah, I I love if both if you get a chance to do that. I know you're going to move to LA. If you don't, I'm going to mad at you. Jump, jump. The net will catch you. The jump, the net will catch you. I cannot say it anymore. Jump, the net will catch you. Um, but I went to Groundlings. They told us, they said, we're they're doing an exercise where you had to make funny faces at each other. And my girlfriend actually was the other person made funny faces with me. And they said, Hey, you can't walk outside. Uh, without a partner or anything like that. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So it ended up being, I ended up, uh, she was my partner time and we were both last to leave. And the teacher was like, yo, you can't, you got to walk together. And I'm like, I Ubered. She's like, I drove, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm in North Hollywood. She's like, oh, I live like a mile away from North Hollywood. I'm like, okay. She's like, do you want me to drive you home? I'm like, and after that, it was, it was done deal. Yeah. (laughs) So I got lucky with Groundlings for training and a lovely girlfriend. Um, and, uh, um, she's, she's been a lot of inspiration for me in the time of being in LA and whatnot. Uh, she happens to be a professional stunt woman. Nice. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. So can you imagine like, uh, I can't imagine if we ever have kids what they're going to be, they're going to come out like a, you know, setting themselves on fire yeah. and like doing backflips. <laughs> Well, She's gonna well, be playing next on puppets. our guest list. <laughs> oh yeah, by all means, I will. I would love to <laughs> love, love to have her come over. Um, she could tell you way more about the stunts. I just have to say, she drives a motorcycle and sets herself on fire and uh, whatnot. That's Anyways, amazing. wow. So, so um, that being said, uh, I ended up kind of getting to the point where I was like, again, trying to take these classes, trying to get an agent, doing the thing in the and in LA and then one of the best things ended up happening again I get messaged by a friend of mine and goes hey I need you to meet this guy I'm Mm -hmm. not going to say his name because I because this is kind of this there's some sections of this that are that are confidential but he goes hey I need you to meet this guy okay cool who's this guy he's going to help you out Mm -hmm. oh okay cool great I meet this guy he's a friend of mine he was my friend now he's now one of my my best friends in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, they need your talent of puppeteering and acting. I was going, okay, great. 
So this is six years later from my contract of push and mm-hmm. R2 being gone. Yeah. So I ended up meeting this guy and he, um, ah, forget it. He's one of my best friends. I don't care. His name's Mike Senna. And Mike is the top two R2 builder for oh, Lucasfilm. And- oh, God. Wow. So Mike and this other guy named Mike McMasters, I used to, um, like, they were the guys who took over for the robotic company that I worked at at Disney in Orlando. They invited me to a thing called R2 LA. And R2 LA is this huge event that they have for R2 Builders Club, which is the um, – uh basically like have you ever heard of the 501st yeah yeah yeah. so there's a a, a droid version of that where they are oh building robots and like so awesome. i've seen some of these guys and i go oh this is awesome um they're lovely individuals um but i come from performer backgrounds so i go i'm like i'm like oh i don't know how this is gonna be like i'm thinking i'm going into a convention where all these guys are gonna be like oh let me talk to you about this this, this. and i'm like I just want to do it for the art section of it, man. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like that's my jam. Like, like to me, that's what fulfills me as a person. Like, if you guys want that, that's who I was thinking I was going into. And they're like, no, we're making this a legit business and we've got contracts coming up. We actually need somebody to drive R2 for some of our events. Amazing. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, boop. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, mind blown holy ish like things are coming back what is this this is a weird world that it's coming back to and um long story short with these guys um they uh they had um the original bb8 that was in uh um uh what's it uh, uh force awakens mm-hmm. was, was um was built in pinewood studios pinewood would not release bb8 to uh to lucasfilm just because for some of the, contract, okay. Just because, because of what Pinewood did when they ended up doing it, they own the rights, mm-hmm. but they said no, we can't have it. So my boss Mike took photographs of the commercial and built BB-8 off of a commercial, <laughs> and called Lucasfilm and said, "Hey, I've got it. I've got a BB-8 for you." What? Oh, that's badass. So he made he made he made really good rapport with them, and ended up going. That's that's kind of how they ended up starting to come to the company that I, that I work for to be able to do that. But um, Disney parks ended up calling again and ended up basically um, I ended up driving R2 for live events again for Disney parks that's through awesome. that. But that's, that's yeah. that long story of R2 being my, being my homie. And yeah. Getting back. yeah. So um, yeah. So long story short, Boba Fett and R2 have been my buds for a really long time. And, and the, uh, uh, the whatever's happening in the galaxy far, far away is, is making me real happy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my weird career in a, in a slight nutshell. Um, and then uh, over COVID, um, I ended up getting all live events and everything cut out. Yeah. So every single thing that I was doing to make money basically went see you later yeah like bye bye you gotta figure yourself out so yoga and uh running and clearing my head and voiceover really popped into my life which was awesome because i love still learning and getting better at everything that you can try to do for those types of things um and then over that period of time as you do um you still try to look for things to fulfill you in that realm i ended up uh sending over i want to say 700 emails within a three-month span of time to different agents around 
uh, LA and uh, I ended up screwing up once because on the directory that I was following, it said LA and I ended up getting booked in a, with an agent in Louisiana. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is a blessing in disguise yeah. because now I have Southeastern rap. Oh, yeah. my dude. The, so I screwed oh. up there and I went, that was a wonderful mishap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that ended up working out. A month later, still sending more emails, ended up getting an agent in LA um, and I haven't booked anything with them yet, but I I have done about three puppet auditions and a couple small ones in in a time period where we don't even have we can't even like mm-hmm. in in LA anyway can't even go get a uh, you know you can't even eat inside a restaurant yeah yeah, yeah. so if, if anything I just feel like a little blessed kid in a candy store sometimes trying to pursue dreams yeah so, and and they're not cheap and you got to pay rent every day yeah so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at in my COVID slash long so many story of, <laughs> by all means, shoot. I, I mean, I, like, I, I want to go, I literally, go ahead. Oh, uh, don't get me started on the James Bond section. Cause oh, I didn't even like, right. I know you just spoke, you just told us 40 minutes worth of material. It's really great. Um, and I, we can I, literally, if you want to, we can do a whole nother episode of James Bond if you feel like it. <laughs> Part one, part two. Yeah, right. We'll <laughs> yeah. do it. We'll do yeah. a James Bond junket, and it's just. <laughs> but um, I, I'm very curious about you know your time in um, Disney World, you being 10, 15 years ago, um, because a friend of mine. Twelve. Twelve. I'm not that old. 12, I know. I'm not I, that was old. Round, I was trying to round. I was trying to that. like make it not. You know. All right. Fine. Um. So. Because a friend of mine did uh, a program that sounds similar to what you did. He he only did it, um, uh, I don't know, for a summertime, I think, or whatever, um, while he was still in college. And it was fascinating to listen because Disney is its own beast. And I don't want you to say, you're not going to, I know you're not going to say anything that would be problematic for your employers. But, um, and even, I'm just even curious because even in the theater world, actors who work in Disney have very specific contracts and, mm. and um, that are different than Broadway and different than whatever. And so I'm really, I'm curious about uh, if you have any, some juicy, interesting things that, you know, normies wouldn't know about Disney life. Like I know one of the, the main things is like, Disney is so planned out that there are certain Tra- like trash cans are a certain amount of distance apart because like they learned that people are, are willing to walk only this far to throw out trash any further. Oh, just, really? Yeah. Like huh. that ten is feet. intent. It's 10 feet. Yeah. 10 feet? Yeah. So they're <laughs> like, feet. what, all 20, 10 feet apart or 20 feet apart or something like ridiculous. But um, so I'm wow. curious about if you have any, you know, unique little things, but also how as a 20 year old kid, you were able to then did you have to join the equity, like the the theater union, to do your stuff, or were you able? Because you you had mentioned being non-union, so I'm curious. So so I'm technically uh, with Agva. Okay. So I have an I have an Agva contract through Universal Studios Hollywood. Okay. And then I had um, uh, I've got my SAG E. Okay. From uh, short films and television that I've done already. Right. Um. Right. But the uh, the puppeteering and the uh, DJing were all third party contracts. 
Okay. Oh, okay. But so, you never um, had to get an actor's equity card for any no, of No, because, because Florida is a right-to-work state. Right. I would love to have had an actor's mm -hmm. equity card um, <laughs> because I'm 100% pro-union with that factor of being with um, – uh, you know, eye dental medical, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get that stuff paid for. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I'm yeah. Remember that, with that time that I'm going to be losing that in three months because it's all hot mess right now. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Preach, preach it. Preach yep. it. Anyways. <laughs> um, but that being said, I'm all for that because that's the main goal. The main goal is to make make your dream your dream yeah. job work that's for you all the 100%. time. Yeah. You you want to be able to be like, oh, can I go to uh, if I, if I got to go make a hospital visit, can I, can I have that off of insurance off that? Yep. Yes. Heck yeah. And, and SAG has great insurance. Yep. They're not cheap. They better, better have great insurance. I was about to say, yeah, yeah right? for how much you're paying. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. But also too, that makes sure that your, your rights of when you end up going to do whatever gig you're doing, if you're the guy who ends up coming to bring the coffee, you're going to get paid still mm -hmm. a grand. Like they're not gonna, you know, Yep. It's like you're not gonna roll out of bed for it. You gotta yep. work for it. Yep. But at the same time, it's something that you know. It's a, it's something you, you gotta you gotta want it. It's gotta either be. Oh shoot! Come on now. <laughs> Sorry, my car's here. <laughs> it's like it's like kick him off keyboard cat. Okay, the end. Um, no, but uh, but that's something I I um I, I got uh fathered into with mm -hmm. um or grandfathered into okay. a handful of those union sections. But in in my cases of a lot of stuff. I got very lucky with right place, right time, right talent. Yeah. That's cool. That's, That's great. And, 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 you know, I had a lot of, a lot of my friends in California where I had just moved there for like three years. They're like, how'd you audition for that? And I looked at them and I said, I've been working on this thing for six mm -hmm. years. So I go, I, I don't know how to help you. Because yeah. I, 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 I can bring you to these things to go to, but I'm not the person who says yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're you're a walking good luck charm. <laughs> I I kid you not, if yeah. you go into James Bond talk, it'll go even nuts. <laughs> because I have to pinch myself a lot of the times of what I what I would say even with that aspect of my right, life. Right. Um so like with those things of, of contract wise, um, there's things that I kind of like, man, I wish I would have done this a little differently or I would have got this but like there's a lot of times I go man, I was really lucky at the time period where I was at and what I was doing mm -hmm. yeah. because um, I, I'm a, like I said, I'm a firm believer in right place, right time mm -hmm. and, and, and getting it done because whatever you surround yourself with people who you're with or what you're doing, those are the people who are going to help project you. And that's mm -hmm. the way you build on top of building blocks. Mm -hmm. So mind you back in Star Wars weekends times, I was driving droids with uh, Chris Bartlett who now is like every droid on Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, Where are you on Mandalorian? bro, I, I have, listen, it's not right place, right time. It's okay. That's fair. That's fair. Season three. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right place, right time, man. It's yeah. honestly like, like those, those are things and people who are like, it's, it, you know, it's contract things. It's a lot of things have to line up. This is the thing that sucks about acting. You could be the best actor in the world, mm -hmm. but if they want they want blonde hair compared to brown hair, that's what they're gonna pick. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, He's but it's it's, a, it's the love of the craft of stuff, you know. Yeah. So, so um, I, I guess uh, maybe a, a better question is, um, do you 
now that you've kind of had your hand in a lot of different types of, of performing opportunities, do you prefer one over the other? Like, do you miss working in Disney World, in a park, in a whatever? Or it, are you like, that was great and I appreciate it, but I don't want to be stuck in a Tigger suit ever again versus like... No, um, I don't. Honestly, I would, I would never want to be in a Tigger suit ever yeah. again in my life. Yeah. Because here's the factor of, of it. When somebody says it's hot in California or anything on the West Coast, mm -hmm. I kind of raise my eyebrow because I've been in a Tigger suit mm -hmm. at 100 degrees and it's been oh, uh, humidity. Yeah. The humidity. Um, no, don't take me take it wrong. It was one of the best times of my life. Right. I wouldn't trade it for anything because right. of the amount of people that I met and what I was doing at the time. Yeah. But a two-inch yeah. Tigger, Tigger, uh, Tigger suit uh, right now uh, has no appeal to me. Yep. Now, mind you, I was also the kid who was doing uh, clap push-ups in front of kids and, and jumping on the back of my tail and climbing up trees when right. we could do that. Right. And I, and I have photos to prove that. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's, that was a section in life where you go, oh, I learned that from that. Yeah. What can I take from this? Right. And I actually, it was fun for me because learning r2 or a trash can you got to understand that these are inanimate objects right r2 doesn't talk yeah a trash can that we have talks but he doesn't have arms right so you have to learn how to talk to make people do things so live entertainment is one of my favorites because mm -hmm. i love i love feeding off of it and i love to see people's faces however my selfishness loves to see myself on a screen <laughs> <laughs> Like let's be like like there's there's a there's a there's a kind of a high off of it like entertaining people in general to me it's like it's like oh you're doing this that and the other thing yeah but I've I've really put my put hard work into mm -hmm. doing that kind of stuff mm -hmm. because things are you know going from even a theater aspect you know theater itself in anything. I, when I when I've done theater spots in in local communities, I loved it when the mm -hmm. crowd enjoyed that spot because yeah. you could tell if it landed, they yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah if yeah. it was crap, they hated it. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. So those style of things are 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 unique unique in themselves. Yeah. And even transitioning into like the voiceover things or whatnot, like I love video games. I love mm -hmm. I love those cartoons. Um, you know, those are the things that you kind of grew up on and made, you know, they, like, I, I grew up on, you know, watching Saturday morning cartoons like DuckTales and, mm -hmm. and, uh, yes, those yeah. style of things. So like, you know, uh, times doing Star Wars things, I did a lot of Clone Wars promo things and like meeting Jim Cummings was one of the coolest things ever. Cause he does like everything. Mm -hmm. You met mm -hmm. Jim Cummings? Yeah, uh, oh he 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 was he was uh, voices for a bunch of of Clone Wars yeah. things. So during Star Wars things, when I was doing Boba Fett for Disney World. I can talk about this because I don't work for Disney Parks anymore. I work for another company, and that's mm -hmm. the section I can't really talk about. So Boba Fett, um, when I was there, they they were opening up uh, Clone Wars. This is ten years ago. So we yeah. had uh, for season one. Uh, Ashley Eckstein, uh, uh, oh, uh, James okay. Arnold Taylor, um, uh, gosh, who was the voice of Yoda? I can't remember. Tom Kane, um, uh, shoot, I forget, I forget who played uh, Anakin. Um, anyways, we had, we had most of those guys show up like the first little bit and like essentially like try to get promotions for it. So people would come to the park and then they would see right, it and then they would right, be able to like, right go do interviews of things. And I was like, oh, this stuff's pretty awesome. Like, 
um, that was kind of like my first sections of meeting celebrities because they were doing events with these guys. Um, we had weekends, different weekends for Star Wars weekends. One would be Clone Wars, Clone Wars characters. Another one would be Bounty Hunter weekends. Oh, I love Bounty yes. Hunter weekends because I I was one of two guys, but in, okay, so for five years, I was Boba Fett for three of them, and I was the only one uh, doing okay. that. I was literally yeah. the only one doing it. The other ones, they wanted him to dance. Like I said, I didn't uh -huh. dance. You made that comment the other night, you know, yeah. how I was dancing on yeah. the beach there. I didn't, that was not me in that costume. Oh. However, I did do the Jedi Training Academy show on that stage, and I was on that stage quite a lot. Oh, my God. So, so those aspects of things, I, again, doing, doing a costume character at Disney World is like, oh, that's hot and sweaty, blah, blah, blah. The Boba Fett thing was completely different to an extra, extra, like, level for me of fun. It was fun. It was great. It was cool. I was meeting all these Star Wars actors from old movies, mm -hmm. from new things. Um, Jeremy Bullock, who recently passed about a day ago. Yeah. I think it was a day. No, a three, three, three. It was no, like just before Friday. the finale, I think. It was Thursday. It was yeah. Thursday. It was Thursday last week. Jeremy, I, again, I can send you these photos if you want to see them. Um, Jeremy would come in and he would do a, uh, a talk show uh, about his time being in Empire, uh, Empire Strikes Back. He would do a cavalcade every week. The first time I met him, he says, Hey, um, do you do you need any help with uh, and I'm in the full Boba Fett costume. Oh, oh we lost hold on, you. buddy. Your audio yeah. cut out. Yeah. There we go. Oh no. Do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. It was like for a split second. Okay. Yeah, uh, you were in full Boba Fett costume. So it was in the full Boba Fett costume, and Jeremy Bullock is sitting here telling me how to hold the gun. Nice. Oh, that's bad. He goes. He he's showing me how to how to hold it, how to move with it. He's like, "Listen, Boba Fett is like Clint Eastwood. He doesn't move unless he's gonna get you." Mm-hmm. Oh. Again, six-year-old me going, "Jeremy Bullock, original one, is teaching me how to do this stuff. Are you nuts? This is crazy." So Jeremy actually, um, we were like we weren't like coworkers or anything like that. Like, but he was every time I would see him, I think I lost you. We can hear can you. you hear just the quality keeps changing. Yeah, the the quality. Oh, hold on a second. I think it's my car. Uh. <laughs> Holding for sound. Sorry. <laughs> I hope I'm not muted. No, no, we can. No, like, yeah, we can, we can it goes, hear you. It, it goes from like cell phone audio to like microphone audio. Better. There That's we go. Better. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Beautiful. So Jeremy um, would take time to. He, he'd chat with me because he was just like, you know, he's just hanging out. He's doing his thing. And him and his wife would do this stuff for fun because that's just what they did. And I saw him for like three years straight. Oh, wow. Like, I'm going to admit on the factor of that, like, Jeremy Bullock was one of my mentors at one part of my life. Mm -hmm. And it was literally like when he died the other day. I wasn't, didn't know him on a social basis, but some people get affected by, by, um, actors or whatnot that end yeah. up dying that was one yeah. of the ones that kicked my it, it was it was one of the biggest like gut punches i could have had that day and i actually left work because of it it was so impactful for me um but uh lovely man i could not speak anymore about jeremy bullock um 
uh, Star Wars event sections. Um, Daniel Logan, who played young Boba Fett in uh, Attack of the Clones. At one point, I was in a Boba Fett costume handing him a birthday uh, gift at the age of 21. (laughs) He was wasted, gave him a birthday cake at the time. And I remember him being like, hey, thanks, thanks, Boba. It was a crazy time in my life. Um, But yeah. Oh my God, um, yeah, but the the best I think best story I have from doing Boba Fett was um, was Warwick Davis. Um, literally, my oh, first two oh. days doing Boba Fett, he was our host at the time. You guys still there? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we're still here. You guys still there? Hello. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was the host at the time, <laughs> and and he um he basically uh, says to us uh, you. Know, um, he was in the break room and he's like, Hey guys, you know what? We, we have Ewoks in the, in the same break room. And he played um, uh, wicked, the Ewok mm-hmm. in uh, empire strikes back. Uh, no, in return of the Jedi, my bad. My mind's going mile a minute. Um, so he goes, uh, I'm going to the bathroom. Mind you full Boba Fett costume is very huge and you have mm-hmm. to take it off in pieces. It's like 15 minutes to take it all the way oh, off. No way. Just a lot of stuff. <laughs> So I'm in a jumpsuit and I'm going to the bathroom in a stall. And I thought one of our Ewoks is walking in and I, I kind of looked over and I, I, I never met a celebrity at the time. Mm-hmm. Again, nowhere in Michigan, whatever. I lean over and I go, oh, and he goes, what? I was like, I'm, I'm really sorry, Mr. Davis. The last time I ever saw you anything was in Leprechauns in the Hood. And, you <laughs> and I'm just like being completely honest with him, you know, and he's like, he starts talking to me in a leprechaun voice. Oh, my Lord. Oh, oh no. And I freak out, and I just left. <laughs> Next thing I know, he opens the door and goes, Hey, you forgot to wash your hands. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm dead, 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 dead. That was, that's probably one of my favorite, favorite things of any Star Wars things I've, I've ever done. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> I still remember Warwick Davis telling me that I needed to wash my hands. Love that. Did, was that your last encounter with him? Uh, no, actually. So I tried explaining to him that story a while after that, but like okay. we were doing a show with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a, a show called Tales of the Ewok. Yeah. And, and it was basically like a, a whole story about how he got started, how his mom basically called up in England and said, hey, I, you know, uh, they were looking for people in Return of the Jedi at, at this height. And his, his mom called up and got him on basically to do the um do the audition um well and then obviously you guys probably know that he played professor flitwick in uh yeah. in harry potter <laughs> well this is another nerd moment that i flipped out they did um three different sections where they would bring people on the stage to do different series or episodes with warwick davis so the first one they did was harry potter Lemgardium leviosa seat yeah, they would bring guests on the stage to do Ron, Harry, and Hermione with Warwick. That's but amazing. During, so, so kind of geek nerd moment, going, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" But he had to do rehearsals. So at the time, I had the contract doing R two. They wanted R two to come on the stage because originally, um, Kenny Baker did R two for uh, for the originals. Well. Warwick always used to say, well, I tried to poison Kenny Baker to, to be Warwick, Warwick um, to be uh, uh, Wicked the Ewok. Mm-hmm. So we had R2 come on and, 
and uh, and Warwick Davis took a bottle of of, uh, of liquor and basically tried to like get R2 drunk. So we basically at Disney had to like drive R2 like he was wasted off the stage. That's hilarious. <laughs> so mind you, again, R2's kind of he's not really like you know if you move him a certain way, he you know you have to you have to get him to move in a certain way to look like he's you know kind of out of it. So after that was done, they had us go fill in for the spots of the guests. So again, I love Harry Potter. I'm trying to explain this story to him. He's like, oh yeah, mate, I remember that, blah, 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 you know? And I'm like, okay, he doesn't remember that, but it's okay, I still remember this. <laughs> so I had three of my buddies there too, because they were stormtroopers on the show. And two of them, one ended up playing Hermione, I played Ron, and my buddy played Harry as the, like, the guest set the part. Mm-hmm. They had to read off of an actual script to Warwick, and he would say it back. Mm-hmm. And he did the whole Guardian Leviosa scene, and I just like flipped out. It was one of the coolest. <laughs> That's <things>. awesome. <laughs> but they were making a little gag too, where he ended up screwing it up, and feathers ended up falling on top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> but the fun part, because it was a rehearsal, and we were on a stage, and the feathers went everywhere. It hit everybody on the stage. <laughs> He goes, well, bloody hell, I'm glad we ended up doing this in, in, in a rehearsal and yeah. not on top of somebody yeah. who's a paying guest. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but that's, that's what rehearsals funny. are funny. Yeah. Oh, my God, um, bud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that that's um that's been uh, – that's kind of my, my fun Star Wars ones that I, I can remember of those those guys. Um, uh, who is another fun one? Ray, Ray Park was always really nice in the break room. He'd come oh, in and teach kids how to oh, do a full on like uh, um, he, he used to do a full like katana type thing where he'd end up taking his double lightsabers. He would bring like twenty kids on stage and teach them how to do a lightsaber thing. He oh, was, that's he was cool. always a nice guy. Um, a- Ashley Eckstein, who did Ahsoka Tano's voice for cartoon shows, uh, she's married to a, a guy named Dave Eckstein who used to play for the. Uh, um, uh who oh shoot what's um san diego padres he used to play for the padres oh, and no a couple way. other teams um because they were all in our break rooms we just hang out and chat with him we used to play we used to play catch in the back of with baseball because he i said hey you play baseball he's like yeah i brought my mitt this week because they would kept coming and you were the same guy it was very unique experience that's so fun so, huh that just seems yeah. so like um, surreal yeah being in the presence of this and obviously you know like uh, you and know. honestly for for, an, for what's that no no go go ahead man go ahead hello Can you hear oh me? um for <laughs> being again for being like a six year you know six-year-old kid playing with his millennium falcon and going from that to being 19 it was like i i can't go back to michigan mm-hmm. like i'm having too much fun like these are things that like i wouldn't do otherwise like what, what you know what is this right um so um to answer your question in a, in a in a very roundabout roundabout <laughs> way i guess with uh with being with uh contracts and whatnot um uh a lot of it uh was third party vendor right. uh, events because there came in they came in a specialty act got it um because um like for r2 those are all hand built mm-hmm. those are all handmade parts and uh, I luckily got in because of doing um, the talking trash can, mm-hmm. which is again another handmade part, which <laughs> I had learned the handmade part section because 
again, right place, right time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. those are things you had to learn to be able to get to you to that next point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I guess, uh, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I just want to know, like, especially with all the experiences you've had and the different types of jobs you've worked, like, what do you, especially, I mean, with, with COVID being just the huge show it's been this year for, for everybody, but like, what are your goals for the next couple of years? Cause I, I, I know where you're going and it's always up, but I want to know where you think you're going as far or as do you have a, a particular goal that you'd like to achieve, you know, before a certain time in your life or something. In, in a perfect world, um, I would love to do some type of villain in some type of realm of some sort. For sure. Um, sure. Whether it be on, on a Netflix show or be on a, um, if, if it's got, got my lips to God's ears, some Star Wars show, mm. um, I think I would be just the happiest camper in the world. Um, some of my one of my favorite uh, favorite movies are those action adventure things. So like, uh, I I feel like a lot of people in essence like um, of going back home to like Florida or Michigan. They go, oh, when did you get your Oscar yet? Or we haven't seen this. You don't. It's like an iceberg. You yeah. only see the top half. Yeah. Of what you're yeah. Doing. yeah. You go to the bottom half. Are you kidding me? There's yeah. just so much stuff underneath there that you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So I feel like next five years, I would love to do something on some type of Star Wars show because guess what? There's going to be so much and it's going to be oversaturated yeah. and I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait. I, I, I'm not excited for the oversaturation factor for this factor. I feel like Star Wars was a lure for a little while. But now that we have good Star Wars, yeah. now that we have good Star Wars, I'm ready for the saturation. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. put uh, put you know those reaching for the stars moments out like you did with the uh, the emails to agents for those Star Wars projects? Like once you heard, did you try sending anything out to to your agents or to connections to see if there's any information? You can I I I did I did send it to my Louisiana one for sure because um, do you guys remember Doom Patrol? Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. see Doom Patrol. I love Doom Patrol. My girlfriend and I went through Doom Patrol so quickly during quarantine. I I was like, I don't like to ask. I like to go, if I'm an agent factor, I like to go, this is how I feel like I could be sold. I'm mm-hmm. your young dad who's very hip and I can make funny and at the same time be evil. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that, that is how I like to get myself sold. But at the same time, I go, that's the kind of shit that I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, cause those, I, I feel like some of the best acting I've seen this year was Jane, the girl who was multi, multi, uh, she's like 60 something personalities. Yeah. What a treat to be 60 different characters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get lucky with doing one. Yeah. She had <laughs> 60 some different characters holy shit like that to me would just be like i'm done after that i'm done that was fun oh wait what else do you have (laughs) 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 um yeah i i i love the television and film industry it's a very hard thing um but again it's like uh 
the show I'm working on now, it's again, it's not like the ideal thing. It's paying in meat of things to do, but I'm loving being on set. Mm-hmm. I still feel like in any capacity of being on set is there's there's just an essence to being in an area. I'm I'm on the Sony lot right now and yeah. I cannot tell you how much fun it is to be on a Sony lot. Mm-hmm. So are you basically just, the uh the Tom Cruise of of health I am health Tom health Cruise's spirit animal <laughs> for the show, my friend. <laughs> I am I am the spirit animal. I get the most amount of shit from people, but guess what? I am okay by it because they get to work. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's where I feel like seeing myself. And also, too, I love anything with puppeteering, and I mm-hmm. I would love to do any style of thing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, actually, just uh, I actually got a phone call the other night that was really exciting for me because. Uh, my first day in LA, um, uh, I literally got into town and a friend of mine goes, Hey, you still puppeteer? And I was like, you nuts. Yeah. He goes, Oh, Hey, I have this puppet that I want you to come, uh, puppeteer for me. And I'm like, what, what was this? It's an, it was an alien puppet. And, um, it basically was about an alien who ran around, ki- uh, kill all these kids at a, at a party. And then like, that's basically premises of, of being a, uh, it's like kind of like critters back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like two, three years ago. We ended up doing that. I got a call from my buddy who directed it and goes, you know, if we wouldn't have had COVID, uh, we would have won Hollywood best monster and blah, blah, blah theater thing. I'm like, well, that's awesome. He goes, yeah, Rob zombie was supposed to hand us the stupid freaking thing. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. He's like, yeah. And because of that, I'm making a second one. I'm like, great. Yes. I'm all on board. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So anything like that uh, is just kind of like, you know, it's, um, and also too, you want to work with people who, who like working with you and have the same mindsets Mm -hmm. of things. I, I, I mean, you two both get it with that jam of being, you know, theater realm is very big in that aspect. Mm -hmm. People know what you're talking about or know what that person's saying within Mm -hmm. 15 minutes because guess what? It's phone tag. Like just telephone, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a very small, it's a very small niche group of people. And, you know, you guys are in Colorado. Yeah. You know, like, dude, I met you through, uh, through being in, in a, in a class over yeah. Zoom. Isn't that crazy? Like it's crazy. <laughs> yep. It's crazy. I mean, your, your motion capture stuff that you're doing too on those games, man, like that stuff is, you know, I, I'm aspiring to do what you're doing right now too. So like, that's, that's like, you know, those style of things, if you can get in with the people that end up doing that kind of stuff, you're, it's, you're making magic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's all networking at the end of the day. It's all networking yeah. at the end of the day. And, and nobody wants to work with, with uh, a-holes and negative people. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you hear nope. that a-holes and negative people? <laughs> You yeah, have to be a-holes and negative people get out. You have to be really, have no really place. fucking good to for people to put up with you. So <laughs> yep, and yep. sometimes when you're an Oscar winner, you still get fired from a show. <laughs> I still love that story. <laughs> Which makes wow, like why? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. Uh, yep. again, it goes back to the actors are always treated best. Yeah. <laughs> I will say by working this job that I'm doing now, because I've seen more of what crew do 
mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I've been able to see how the construction guys work. I've been able to see how the transpo guys work. Mm-hmm. I've been able to see how um, some of the camera guys are doing some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. If you pay attention and get a chance to see it, holy shit, those people work their fucking ass mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Yep. Again, and they're all hurting sorry, mama, if you're listening to it, but <laughs> I will touch again. They fucking work their ass off, yeah. and and they, I, I, I always, I, I, you have a better appreci- appreciation of what, 100%. of what everybody else is doing, without a doubt, man. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Crew, what about for you guys? Like COVID-wise, I, I'm gonna flip flop this back on y'all. Like, oh no, like what's uh, you know, COVID, COVID-wise, like you know, I, I, um, I. I'm learning that you do theater things mm-hmm. and I, and I know that you do the, the motion capture and, and the voiceover stuff. I mean, that's a lovely realm to be in because we can be COVID safe in obviously mm-hmm. um, the theater aspect though, where do you see that going? I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, New York section is still like, you know, they're supposed to be open in March. Yeah. Oh no, there's uh. no way. Um, I, it's funny. I think I told, I might've told this on the podcast before, um, but I have a number of friends who work on Broadway um, and I was talking to one of them a couple months ago and she was like, honestly, Broadway just keeps pushing back their reopening date only so that yeah. they don't have to refund tickets right away. Like it, uh, she's like, that. that's really all it is. Um, I mean, I've been saying from the, from the beginning, if we can, if theaters can reopen in the fall of, of 2021, like that'll be ideal. And I think, with the vaccines being where they're at and whatnot, um, I don't know if huge commercial theaters like Broadway or really like, or extremely large regional theaters are going to be able to reopen. But I know like, uh, personally I was on the track cause I'm only been in uh, Colorado for two and a half years. Um, I was just about to kind of book myself with a small regional theater in Aurora um, and, kind of really start my Colorado career here with them um, when COVID hit. And so I do think that smaller companies are probably going to be able to open in the fall, which will be great because that's when seasons usually begin for regional theater. I I don't know about the large, you know, um, the larger, especially with commercial, I mean, because they got to make money. And if people aren't willing to be in a big, big room with 1500 other people, you know, they're, it's going to be tight. So, um, I, I feel like, I feel like with theater wise, with those style of things, like how on Disney plus, how we ended up getting, mm-hmm. um, uh, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that aspect, I feel like if they were going to do that, they test all the, all the uh, performers mm-hmm. on the stage and do it live mm-hmm. and do it on where it come up. You'd have to pay a ticket to watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. That's where I see that section going. Yeah. I mean, it again, being with how we go ahead. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, I was pretty much done. Yeah. No, I, 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 I would agree with that, but I also think what sucks is, like you were saying, you know how it feels for to perform live for people and get those responses to do a show like Hamilton without bodies in the seats paying attention like that's hard yeah. it's really hard it's to give an hard. authentic show without the, like the audience like people always say is the final cast member they're the final element for any live show and to not have an audience is awful you know so um 
but yes, well, I, I mean, because that that's be... the section that you that you that you thrive on. Yeah. To to having that audience factor. Yeah. Where in my case, what I like to do is sometimes talk to walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all too real. <laughs> Isn't it though? When you end up you end up doing an audition and you just like I literally yeah. just talk to a wall the entire time. You and don't I've understand. Chasing after me. I just had the best idea. Tyler, for a junket one day, or for like maybe for Patreon people, uh, we should record you doing an audition and uh, me helping God. you because I make Tyler break almost every time he asks me to read for him because like I actually read for him and not just like say the words, but because you know, and he can't handle it because he's used to doing it by himself. It's so funny. We should do that. It, we 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 definitely need to. It's it like talking to walls is it, it's just become a habit. Even if we're not doing an audition, like I know you've probably done it too. You start like monologuing a scene. Yeah, just like randomly. Like, oh wow, that came out of nowhere. And it I don't know, it just it's like it's like stretching your your muscles and and, and keeping them loose. Uh yeah. I I don't know. This this whole COVID thing is it's helped and hindered in so many ways, mm-hmm. hindered more than anything. But uh, my girlfriend and I just watched uh, one of my favorite podcasts live, like two of their live shows through uh, you know a, a website they launched called How Did This Get Made? It's an awesome podcast. If you like crappy movies, you should definitely listen to it because they're just hilarious. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Um, Actually, send it to me if, you, if, you, if we oh, remember by yeah. the end. Absolutely. And it was, it, you know, it's not the same as being in a live setting, but I can see things if it's applicable, like nothing Broadway based, but something like that swing where you could get the Hamilton treatment, it's going to be weird for mm-hmm. a couple of years, but then it's going to, going to improve. And uh, like, as far as acting goes, I I'm getting auditions. I, I wore tight bicycle shorts for, for an ad audition that I won't know anything about till February. And that was just super uncomfortable and weird, but it's turned me closer to writing, man. Like I've been writing scripts left and right. I'm teaming up with my mentor to, to develop a TV show. I'm writing some other stuff. I submitted for a staff writer job at the video game company that I worked for as a mocap performance artist. And it's just like, it, things are falling into different places. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, like, just let the net it's catch you. Tag, it's going to be yeah. weird and scary, but just, just do it, do something. That's because, uh, because at the end of the day, you're going to regret if you didn't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You go, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that. But guess what? You didn't do that because you didn't actually have the opportunity to make yourself do that. And when you do do that, mm-hmm. to make yourself do that, you end up, it ends up being better than what you thought it was going to be anyway. Right. Yeah. In some way, shape or form, it, it, it steers you somewhere. You're like before when we were taking class, I don't, I mean, I know you were living in, in California, but the Sony job didn't start till a couple months ago, right? Honestly, so the time periods that we were doing class, yeah. I was um, I was in Los Angeles and all everything was shut down. Um, I was looking for a um, something to take my time up in between, like, and I wanted to learn, find new skills because I, I I'm not somebody who likes to sit on my butt. That's that's like the least. Uh, I will if I can't find a job, I'm gonna find something that's either mm-hmm. gonna pay me or fulfill me. Yeah. And uh, at that time, I was like, I didn't feel really comfortable going to find a job that was going to pay me because we didn't mm-hmm. know what this thing was. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what it was. So I was like, I'm going to stay in my house. I'm going to do my yoga and I'm going to I'm going to go on my hikes and distance like that was my yeah. that was my yeah. whole jam of what I wanted to do. Um, and 
essentially um, I ended up having more time to figure out what I wanted or have time to, instead of working five, six days a week to pay the rent and pay the bills, et cetera, I had time to write those emails. I had time to uh, learn and take time to perfect things a little bit better. I had time to actually spend with people that I haven't seen in forever. Mm -hmm. um, I got really lucky to, um, because of all the, the random stuff and how I've structured my life, um, I really haven't had a whole lot of time to go back to Michigan and see a lot of my family up there. Mm -hmm. So I had been up there in about three years and I was like, mm -hmm. I'm bored in California. I can't be here anymore. I spent a month and a week up in Michigan. I never have a month and a week. When do mm -hmm. you have a month and a week? Mm -hmm. What could you accomplish with a month and a week? I took that time and I spent with my family and made memories, which yeah. I don't get a whole, lot, a whole lot of opportunity to do, but that was fantastic. A lot of 2020 was really shit. Mm -hmm. It really was in a lot of ways. For me, though, how I ended up going was, yeah, that sucks at the time, but what can you do with that time that you have? Because you don't know if the next day is going to be there or not. Right. Exactly. So the time period I had, I got to spend some time with my girlfriend, a little bit more more just her and I, get time to spend with my family. And really, then it got me in between going, okay, let's get this other thing that you really love doing, and let's just start shooting stuff out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's just start to and and it's and it's worked out um this job that i end up having now which i can't say what it is um for which one it is but um the um i uh i started applying and ended up getting a really good reference and uh i've been on it since september now so you know that section of it has been a blessing in disguise it's not something that i love doing but i like what it's around mm -hmm. yeah absolutely mm -hmm. And yeah. those are the times that you go, man, this thing sucks, but I met that one guy that would remember me from this. Mm -hmm. And then like, I don't know, maybe a year and a half later, COVID, COVID gets over with. And then guess what? They go, oh, I remember that guy. Mm -hmm. We want him to go do this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Same same jam. Same thing that's going on with that. You, you go with these classes and these things and you go, oh, well, that happens there. Oh, that class, we had guys from UK. We had people from, from Ohio. We had people from, I mean, all over the place. Yeah. You need people networking. You want to work with people that are going to be great about stuff. It, yeah. that, I think that's what it's yeah. all about anyways. When you make art, it's, it's people and making something that's going to be good. Yep. Yep. And just yeah. being, I think we found a, a supportive group that we never thought we would find, you know, and yep. in so many different ways. And it's just been, it's been incredible. Uh, for those of you who are listening, if you haven't, uh, I don't think we've, we've talked about who we took the class under, but uh, look up Victoria Atkin. She is a, uh, a, an actress who primarily works in video games right now, and she's doing classes with a bunch of other coaches of the same you know, type of industry. So if you were interested in that or just like brushing up on your audition skills or, or um, self-tape skills, look her up um we will put her website in the in the show notes yeah we did can, it for uh, your episode number one did we but yeah but we'll yeah. do it again it's only been like 17 yeah, episodes right? it's since fine. um oh that's awesome that's awesome yeah. well, i'm glad i'm a lucky number 18 yeah um, um do i mean we are running a little long so i i but i want to yeah. um uh see if you can condense kind of what we've just been talking about for the past few minutes into a good bit of advice that you would Ooh. share with people who are listening, yeah. um, you know, about work, about life, about whatever you think is important. What's, a, what's, what's your soapbox? 
be kind, be nice, hustle. Yeah. Be kind, be nice, hustle. That's it. I like it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And is there anything uh, you wish to plug in yes. this episode that we can market? That you can talk about. Let, yeah. me, think. <laughs> Let me think. Um, <laughs> that I can talk about. Goodness. Um, I think I think more or less. Uh, I have an Instagram page uh, okay. that I like to I like to send out if people want to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's DJ W Y G H T, which is actually a play on my last name because my last name is spelled W I G H T. And when I was figuring out my DJ name, my buddy goes, man, everybody spells your name wrong. I said, yeah, I'm going to spell it wrong on my DJ name. Nice. <laughs> so there you go. Love it. So it's DJ uh, W-Y-G-H-T. Okay. Like it. We're so, definitely tagging yep, that in. Yep. Uh, go if follow If you want to follow me on there, go follow me. Um, you'll find a bunch of funny photos and a bunch of random puppets and some acting. And, awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, lots of travel uh, as well. That's actually my second love. Uh, my uh, professional tour company has been, uh, was one of probably the best jobs I've ever had part of acting and uh, has luckily been able to travel with um, a lot of different tour groups um, that I've done. Um, but that's, I think, uh, for another time. Yeah. That, is the case. Part two. That, that I could, I could talk uh, quite, quite a long time. Uh, the, side note, the James Bond company or section that I've worked with, my best friend's dad ran James Bond tours where they would go from different countries and see all Bond locations. That's um, amazing. I love, I love, love, love James Bond. Uh, I've had since I was a kid. Uh, basically, uh, there was 15 days of 007 that would happen on TBS every year. And I would just watch them enough, every single one of them. I, my lunch money when I was a kid, I'd save it so I could go buy a, a Bond movie every week because we're going on Bond 25, but at the yeah. time we had, I don't know, a ton of them. And by the way, that's Diana Riggs. It just came to my hey, head. Diana there Riggs. It is. My head. <laughs> I knew it would come to me. Um, but uh, anyways, again, a little short snidbit. I ended up never going to Europe um, or any outside the country other than Canada. My best friend's dad ran a tour to, to uh to Japan and I met, uh, I was the only American on the trip. Uh, I have four of my best friends in life who are from Switzerland, uh, Germany, um, Canada, and uh, uh, UK. Uh -huh. uh, and and uh, basically hung out with them two weeks in Japan. And we went and did the 50th anniversary of You Only Live Twice. Wow. Whoa. Holy crap. So that spawned into a whole nother realm of randomness that I could go on for about two hours. Of <laughs> about what it is. Um, but I ended up doing that with uh, this tour group. And uh, if you ever make it down to Akimei, Japan, there's a picture of me with about 40 people in a area where they filmed a boat scene 50 years ago with Sean Connery. They have left the photo in Akime in this area, and I just lost my light. Did I lose you? No, no, no you're good. Here. You're here. <laughs> there, I did it again. Um, <laughs> there's a picture of all of us in Akime in Japan at the bottom of Akime, and there's only 500 people that live in this village. It's 
That's one of amazing. my favorite memories of life. That's amazing. So I will forever be in Akime, Japan with 40 of my best friends with James Bond tour. Love it. Um, Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I could go on about James Bond for hours, and I don't think either any of us have that time. Maybe for another episode, if you yeah. would like. We're definitely doing a part two. Oh, let's do a part two. We can start it off with James Bond, if that's the case. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, um, um, we can stop there, I think, yeah. and, uh, and get ready for a part two at some point in the near yes. future. Probably, like, 2021. Maybe first day. Yeah, love New Year's it. Day, twenty twenty one. I will be I will be probably finding some sleep because I will be DJing on uh, on uh, the night before. But uh, oh, I would All definitely right. love to come back. All right. Yes. yes. Oh, we're gonna have you back yeah. for sure. Amazing. Hundred uh, percent. Until oh then, awesome. <laughs> uh, guys, this was a great one to come back to after our little kind of semi break. Um, please continue to follow us on all our social media at PWRP Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, please rate, review, like, subscribe, all of those things on all podcast platforms. We have printed logo stickers that we want to give away to friends and oh, yeah. listeners and whoever um but we just ask that you do one of those rate review like subscribe situations so that um more people can find us and listen to us um but if you do that and you want a sticker send us an email at pwrp nope that's wrong pwrp.pod at gmail uh <laughs> is our email address uh and if you i'm would like only doing it because i want a sticker Yay! yes you're getting a sticker for sure dude Oh, and if awesome. you want to be on this uh, yes. lovely show and talk about your career, uh, your stories, or your ambitions in the arts industry, please email us at the same email, pwrp.pod at gmail.com. Uh, we literally just have nothing else really going on during the day. Yeah. So if you email us, you can expect one back really quick. Yeah. That's not because we're clingy or because we're desperate, but because we want to hear from you. And because of the other two things that he said we weren't. Yes. <laughs> hashtag, actually not hashtag, what am I saying? Shout out to Hinge, Tinder, Bumble. What's happening right um, now? What? What? What's happening? Oh, God. Anyway. All right, we're going to uh, end this. Um, <laughs> to those of you who are Christmas celebrators, have a very Merry Christmas this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, happy, happy Hanukkah to those who just wrapped that up a couple nights ago. And... Um, we Kwanzaa, back. don't forget about Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa's the day after. Yep, Kwanzaa's day after Christmas, uh, and we will be back uh, next Monday for the last episode of the of this year. Yes, and uh, for all those retail workers out there, uh, all of my retail vets, um, looking forward to the breakdown the day after yeah. Christmas. Yeah, for a whole new start of a couple months free of holidays. So, um, yeah, without further ado, Rob, please join us in for our awkward, awkward goodbye. goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, we're still going? Oh, that, that works. Okay. <laughs>